If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC. Welcome to Joy Newsroom. The news is live on the Joy News channel and on DSTV channel 421. We're also live on all our social media platforms as Joy News on TV. You can tweet at us. Coming up this afternoon, Professor of Finance with the University of Ghana, Gottfried Bokwing, says the governor of the Bank of Ghana cannot escape blame for the poor state of the central bank as pressure mounts on BOG boss to resign. The minority in parliament says it finds it an unconscionable gross dereliction of duty that government officials in the Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Finance will leave since July 2023 donated containers of HIV antiretroviral drugs at the ports, creating needless shortages for persons living with HIV. We'll hear from the ranking member on the health committee who says the situation could lead to an increase in the prevalence of the HIV rate infection in Ghana. And later, after a fierce contest, Archbishop Porter Girls SHS has been kicked out of the 2023 National Science and Maths Quiz by Aubrey Yebwa Senior High School with just a point. Details of all the stories and more coming up in the next 60 minutes. My name is Faustina Safo. Thanks for choosing us. We're your home of independent, fearless, and credible journalism. Let's settle now for details. Professor of Finance with the University of Ghana, Godfred Bokwin, says the governor of the Bank of Ghana cannot escape blame for the poor state of the central bank as pressure mounts on Dr. Ennis Addison to resign. The Bank of Ghana posted a loss of 60 billion cities and blames it on the domestic debt exchange program by government. The NDC minority led a protest to demand the resignation of the Bank of Ghana Governor Dr. Ennis Addison, 
But Dr. Ennis Addison says he will not resign at a joint news conference with the International Monetary Fund. Dr. Anderson said the bank is beginning to regain its financial strength. It has been a very comprehensive and collaborative work between the government side and the IMF. And this has made the two-week mission very successful and fruitful, leading to the staff level agreement today. We have all established that the very decisive measures put in place by the government and the Bank of Ghana have started yielding results, signaling a faster than expected turnaround, which needs to be sustained as we reset the economy. More specifically, non-food inflation has dropped significantly by 19 percentage points. Food inflation has also come down by about 8 percentage points. Core inflation, which measures underlying inflation, is also decelerating at a fast pace. From the beginning of the year to date, the Bank of Ghana has built reserves of about 650 million U.S. dollars instead of the programmed drawdown of 98 million U.S. dollars. And this has been boosted by the innovative Gold for Reserves program. And as a result, we have seen relative stability in the exchange rate, depreciating by only 2.5% between February and now. Uh, speaking on news file, Professor Gottfried Bopping said the governor cannot escape blame for the poor state of the central bank. Well, um, I had said before that in a very serious country, um, maybe the governor of Bank of Ghana would have resigned long ago. He doesn't have to take a demonstration. And because so if you look at and i'm saying this because something over the years or over the decades in fact since 1992 part of the macroeconomic instability we have seen in this country has largely also been supported by the central bank through accommodating monetary stand which ultimately enables the political economy or the fiscal side to actually be reckless. To that extent, the checks and balances that one would, one would have expected to come from the central bank, and it's for this reason that over the years, as a country, we've, had, we've worked hard to, to generate the operational independence of the central bank. And I want to believe that the central bank, uh, the, the Supreme Court would equally affirm the operational independence of the central bank because as a horizontal accountability institution is good for our democracy. And therefore, whoever presides over the affairs of the central bank would have to be mindful of the fact that they are there first to protect the institutional independence. Under this circumstance, we've seen Bank of Ghana not playing that role effectively. Hmm. Probably, I know that the deficit financing or net claims on the government, including overdraft and the rest of them, as at the end of 2022, was 77.6 billion cities. So billion, not trillion. Yes, okay. 77.6 billion cities. Hmm. That was the amount. If you express this as a percentage of government previous years to fiscal revenue, that was way in excess of the five percent limit. Okay. But something this is a real issue, and why? And I think honourable uh, in your in your still also talked about that. that why politicians would almost always prefer somebody they can manipulate to be hmm. at the central bank. Something. Look at it this way: between two thousand and eight. And then 2012, the level of deficit financing by our central bank went up by more than 600%. Mm. 
A former member of parliament for Tamale Central, Inusa Fuseni, wants the governor to show moral courage and resign. To say that for Addison to be ensconced in his office, to say the things he said, smacks of extreme level of arrogance. Or a failure to understand his duty to the people of Ghana. I choose, I choose my words carefully. To the people of Ghana, not to government. Edison has been somebody who's gone through the educational system, has invested in himself. He's worked at the international level. He knows about fidelity to the law. He knows. There cannot be justification for a breach of the law. Unless those justifications are provided in the criminal uh, code or in criminal or other offenses act now so-called. Now, is it justification to steal your neighbor's property on the basis of the fact that you are hungry? Is it justification? Or is it justification for an ambulance conveying a sick person to the hospital who needs medical care knock down somebody at the traffic lights? The justification. And so, fidelity to the law is always very important in, in discharging your duties as, 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 as a public officer. He says, I won't resign. Well, so, so that's agree, the purpose. I agree that he should resign, his deputy should resign. He says, I won't. Yeah, so I agree that uh, he might. He, I already anticipated that he would that he would say he won't resign, and I know the president will not sack him because the president hasn't got that history. Uh, so uh, even in, in situations where the president is would, would have sacked, he's advised those people to resign. You mean the president will not demand his resignation? He'll not demand. sack because the president doesn't have the power to remove him. The president doesn't have the power to. It's a process. It's a process. That but the, pro- through. the process, the president can can start initiate the process. You, you get it. The process, the president can initiate. The, why did they give the Bank of Ghana operational independence? Again, this question that you have asked is very important. And so, you, you look at the web, and you see clearly that probably there's something wrong with our governor. Well, the National Commission on Small Arms and Light Weapons, in collaboration with the Small Arms Survey, has organized a self-assessment program to determine the extent of proliferation and the use of improvised explosive devices, a major threat to peace and security in the country. The Deputy Director and Head of Programs for Small Arms Survey, Johnson Asante Chum, highlighted the urgent needs to take steps and measures to prevent the proliferation and use of IED. There's more in this report. Improvised explosive devices, IEDs, are explosive devices constructed and deployed in ways other than conventional military action. In recent times, there has been an expansion in the use of IEDs as weapons by armed groups and violent extremists to cause mayhem in West Africa, especially in the Sahel region. The National Commission on Small Arms and Light Weapons in collaboration with the Small Arms Survey is therefore conducting a self-assessment exercise to determine the extent of proliferation and use of IEDs in the country. The Deputy Director and Head of Programs for Small Arms Survey, Johnson Asantichum, highlights the essence of the assessment in the fight against the use of IEDs. IEDs or improvised explosive devices as a major threat to the peace and security, not just of Ghana, but within the sub-region, and particularly in the context of what is happening in the Sahel um, area. 
Um, we have seen a lot of IEDs being used, you know, to cause mayhem in many places, in hotels, in public gatherings, and all others by um, extremist elements and terrorist elements. And we need to take steps here to ensure that we prevent its proliferation and its use in Ghana. Um, first of all, we need to conduct an assessment of the state of um, IED proliferation in Ghana and also the precursors. Usually when you say IEDs, it's difficult to say this is an IED unless it has been put together or has been constructed. But you need to look at the precursors. What is it that is being used? you know, to make the IED. He called for the need to use legislative means as precautionary measure to deal with the issue of IEDs. You need a legislative instrument or a regulatory measure that will help you deal with it. Most times we talk, but when it comes to the issues of um, laws and regulation, you need it to be able to deal with it head on because this is not just a local matter, it's an international issue as well and therefore when you are dealing with it, you need a robust regulation to be able to deal with it, which also requires that um, the judicial service, the criminal justice system need to be trained on the issues to properly understand the context of um, improvised explosive devices and the measures that need to be taken to deal with it. The IED advisor for small arms survey, Paul Amoroso, added that the program is seeking to engage crucial stakeholders in a bid to come up with measures to deal with IEDs. Uh, there's multiple areas we will look at, uh, broadly broken down into those which could be preventative in terms of uh, stopping IED attacks or those which uh, we need to be best prepared to be able to respond if IED attacks do occur. And um, So it's everything from building up the security forces, their architecture, to engaging the population and um, various preventatives such as countering violent extremism engaging such initiatives such as that. To prevent violent extremism and terrorism from infiltrating into the country, there is a dire need to employ relevant strategies and measures to deal with possible threats from the use of IEDs. It is expected that this assessment will help Ghana develop the needed strategies to curtail its use in the country. For Joy News, Linda Enyan's report read to you. Well, the minority in Parliament says it finds an unconscionable gross toleration of duty that government officials in the Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Finance believe since July 2023 donated containers of HIV antiretroviral drugs at the ports, creating needless shortages for persons living with HIV. The minority says it is a national emergency. It's all captured in a statement they released earlier today. It's rolling on your screens right now. We'll give you details of that statement. It says that the minority in parliament finds it unconscionable gross direction of duty that government officials in the Ministry of Health and the Ministry of Finance will leave since July 2023 donated containers of HIV antiretroviral drugs at the ports creating needless shortages for persons living with HIV. We move now to the third paragraph where it says that funding for HIV and AIDS programs in Ghana is largely being shouldered by donor partners with government making contributions in form of maintenance of the Ghana AIDS Commission and paying counterpart funds in co-financing agreements with donor partners. Now, there have, however, been gaps in funding programs such as educational campaigns and treatment. These funding gaps have increased due to, in part of government's lack of commitment to the HIV and AIDS fight as a whole. The statement moves on to say that in 2019, even before COVID and the Russia-Ukraine war, Ghana lost more than $19 million from PEPFRA and $2 million from the Global Fund due to failure to meet its co-funding obligations. From 2021 to 2023, government had co-financing obligations of $17,138,222 to the Global Fund, but paid only four million two hundred and two. Thousand six hundred and ninety-eight, leaving a balance of approximately thirteen million. Now let's move on to the final 
paragraph where the minority is stating three key things they would want. They say, one, that they want as a matter of urgency that the issue of the necessary tax exemption waiver to ensure that immediate clearance of the antiretroviral drugs and other medical equipment and consumable is done by the finance ministry. The second point, they say that the implementation of an automated tax exemption waiver system for medical consumables and equipment to curtail needless delays in clearing such items at the port. Third point, the minority says the institute reforms at the Ministry of Finance and Economic Planning they are pushing for. They want to ensure it is done so that systematic failures that lead to needless delays in the performance of its functions are eradicated. And that's signed by the ranking member of parliament's committee on health, Kwabna Minta Akando. Thankfully, he joins us on phone right here on Johnny's room. Now, your statement clearly states you are disappointed in our clearing agents. We are disappointed in the Ministry of Finance. You say it is a national emergency. Tell us more. I let me say good afternoon to your viewers and listeners as well. I think that um, it is exceedingly difficult, if not impossible, to see some or to see such a thing happen in any civilized jurisdiction, such that you do not have the money or the resources to fund a particular program. Then you are giving or donated free of charge drugs until you provide drugs. It gets to your country. Then it gets. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Trying to protect your identity by yourself is a lot like trying to be a quarterback without an offensive line. LifeLock alerts you to blindside threats you may miss on your own, even if you're monitoring your credit. If a threat happens to get through, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC specialist is there to help join now and save up to 25 percent your first year at lifelock.com slash aware that's lifelock.com slash aware to save 25 percent lifelock identity theft protection starts here this week at macy's find your signature fall look with big savings on incredible specials like 30 to 50 percent off cool weather coats for him and her 40 to 60% off designer suits and blazers he can dress up or down. And 30 to 40% off the season's must-have boots and shoes during the Great Shoe Sale. Or use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 20% off more great deals at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply.
This new Wendy's Frosty flavor is way too exciting to keep under wraps. It's a brand new, first-of-its-kind flavor. Get this, pumpkin spice. I know, right? It's so good. It's rich, it's cozy. It's the perfect flavor for some fall frosty time. Watch, everyone will see it and jump on the bandwagon. Grab a never-before-seen pumpkin spice frosty or pumpkin spice frosty cream cold brew today when you choose wisely. Choose Wendy's. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's vanilla frosty is temporarily unavailable. From July till this end of day. Why? Because there are certain tactics that need to be declared, whether by payment or being exempted. And this is a program that we have gained, we have made a lot of gains. We are talking about HIV uh, and AIDS. We've made a lot of gains. Gone were the days where people were not even coming forward to take the drug because of the stigma. Now we've gotten to a point where people are willing to come and take the drug so that it could suppress the viral load and what have you, so that we could also control the spread of the HIV in this country. And the situation is even there when it comes to the finances of the AIDS Commission. Okay? There are a lot of um, donor partners who are ready to support the Commission, but they need us to show a bit of commitment. So, for example, PESFA, the U.S. Um, President's um, Emergency Plan for HIV Relief, wanted to give us some amount of money in dollars, but we needed to show commitment, global foreign state. So even before the, the COVID and then the so-called Ukraine in 2019, we lost about 21 million U.S. dollars because we refused to show that commitment. As I speak to you now, we are still on it. And therefore, if you are not careful, next year, early next year, we are going to lose another 13 million dollars. These are free money. That we could use in education and treatment of our H- I mean, HIV in this country. Okay? So it is clearly the irresponsibility and the insensitiveness of the government. It is quite unconscionable to say the least. It's quite unconscionable to say the least. And so I do not understand how this government sees the health sector. It's a crucial sector. Yesterday we were talking about dialysis, today we are talking about HIV, AIDS. I don't know what we'll be talking about tomorrow. From time ago, we were talking about COVID. We are talking about measles. Things that we had made gains in eradicating, in eradicating them from this country. Now we are going back, like 10 years backwards, 20 years backwards. But it, I mean, it's, I can't just accept this. And so I think that we, we should give the health sector the priority it deserves. Because these are sicknesses where the least we do will put a lot of our citizens into the grave. And it's government's responsibility to, I mean, ensure that the citizens have quality health care. So the least you do is, at least, if you cannot improve upon what you came to me, is to sustain what you came to me. But unfortunately, in this case, what we are seeing is that we are retrogressing. Government is pushing the citizens into the early grave. And I think we must be angry enough to, to confront the government. You also want government to implement an automated tax exemption waiver system for medical consumables and equipments to curtail this needless delays in clearing such items at the port. Now, how will this stop the current challenges, really? And is it even feasible? Okay, why is it not feasible? Why is it not feasible? Look, any public health facility in this country the main objective is it not to make profit, okay? It is to deliver quality health care to the citizens. So why must we tax consumables that will go into giving our people quality health care? Why must we tax them? So they must have automatic waiver. It is feasible. What are you using the money? In any case, for the past six to seven years, you have been collecting taxes. What positive impact has the tax even um, have on the citizens of the country. You are taxing um, and HIV antiviral drugs, COVID levy, and for that matter, it's been delayed at the port for the since July. Does it make sense? It doesn't make sense. 
So it is possible and feasible that even if those taxes that are international taxes like the ECOWAS and then the, the, the AU taxes must be paid by government. If we joke, we see a spike in the, in the spread of the HIV virus in this country. And that will be deadly. That will be deadly. And so we must better prioritize the, the important things. We must have our priorities right. We are building cathedral. We are investing in cathedral. Meanwhile, we cannot give HIV patients uh, anti our drugs. Which country does this? One ranking member on the health committee. Is there something the committee is currently doing to solve some of these challenges? Yeah, so um, we are on research. You remember last week, we were busy on the directive issue. We have made some steps until yesterday that we had this particular one. We issued the statement, and um, we hear that um, they will clear those drugs from the port by Wednesday, which, of course, I think is giving too long a period because I don't know what government cannot do within 24 hours, including weekends. Why can't we clear them within 24 hours? I mean, I just don't understand because, as I've already indicated, it is a national health emergency. But let's give them the benefit of the doubt. They are saying by Wednesday they will do that. Even at this point in time, if you want to invite the minister responsible for health or finance to the committee, we are on racing. So we are expected, we are expecting that by Wednesday these drugs will be cleared. And then when we come back to Parliament, we'll have a proper uh, 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 conversation on this matter in order to avoid or prevent the reoccurrence of this needless delay and the, uh, the, 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 the needless delay and how we are, we are not prioritizing paying our commitment towards the donor fund. Uh, fund. Thank you so much, Kobna Minta Akando's ranking member on the Health Committee in Parliament. Now let's do other stories now. The Economic Community of West African States, ECOWAS, has observed the rise in an alliance of coup plotters preparing to defend themselves against the sub-regional body. According to the Commissioner of Public and Political Affairs and Security, Adel Fatoua Musa, the military government in Burkina Faso is in preparation to deploy troops to Niger in defense of a possible ECOWAS intervention. Speaking at the opening of the ECOWAS observation mission in Liberia, he revealed security in these coup plate countries continues to deteriorate. You see, at times, ECOWAS does not tell a story. So people keep criticizing. Our uh, resident rep was just talking about in uh, Sierra Leone, uh, there is an association of coup plotters in the region that are banded together, apparently to defend themselves against ECOWAS, Mali, uh, Burkina Faso, and others. You know, a country like Burkina Faso is even trying to deploy troops to Niger in order to prepare for an eventual intervention by ECOWAS and then things like that. You know, that's you know, happening at a time when the military, who overthrew democratically elected government, are overseeing the rapid deterioration of security in their own countries. You know, today, almost 60 to 70% of Burkina Faso is under terrorist control. And terrorism from there is already encroaching on the coastal countries like Benin, Togo, Ghana, Cote d'Ivoire, and God knows who will be next, and then things like that. And that is uh, under the military, okay, who were supposed to, their primary duty was the sovereignty of the state fighting against insecurity, but uh, they have decided to venture into the realm of governance, so their attention is divided while their countries are being overrun by terrorists. Everywhere there have been a coup, uh, probably with the exception of uh, Guinea, I would say, because it is not in that Sahel belt, insecurity has worsened since the military took over. And that is why we must uh, endure, if you, that's the right word, 
with our democratic transition, no matter the challenges. And uh, in Liberia, this is the 20th anniversary of uh, the end, the official end of the Civil War. Well, Liberians go to the polls on Monday to elect its legislators and president. For about 20 years, the once war-torn country has been enjoying peace. Ambassador Musa believes there is a need for the citizenry to give democracy a chance to grow. I know many of our heads of state in the region, the heads of state are sitting on tenterhooks, who will be the next. Yeah, so these elections uh, also is the other side of the picture, that uh, democracy can work, and democracy is working in some parts of the country. Some of the coups that have occurred in the region, the reason given by the pushes is the fact that uh, governance has not delivered, government deficits, uh, bad governance, and what have you, and that uh, democracy is not working in Africa. People who are looking at the uh, democracy in West Africa or Africa as a whole as um, a glass that is half empty should also note, you know, that the liberal democracy as we know it today in Africa is barely 30 years old. 30 years is just one generation. And within that period, there have been major, major development that people gloss over because our memories at times are short. Before 1990s, no incumbent president in Africa could be removed from power through the ballot box. Almost all countries were ruled by authoritarian regimes, military regimes, and all that. You know, since 1990s, with the advent of the current liberal democracy, there have been several alternations of power in our region. That is a measure of progress. And today, in Africa, and in West Africa in particular, we have many heads of state who are still walking about freely. Before now, the former heads of state were either in prison, in the cemetery, or in exile. That is also a measure of the progress of democracy, you know, that we have made. Not everything can be solved in one generation. And, you know, that is why we have to encourage our brothers and sisters in Liberia uh, to have faith in the democratic process that they are having. There are challenges, and I think the road from the airport to town is one indicator you know, of it. You know, that there is still a lot to do uh, to achieve economic development and other that go with, you know, the electoral process that we have, and that our democracy should not be reduced to just holding elections periodically, and that there must be the development dividend of democracy. And this is what ECOWAS is about in this economic integration process. Meanwhile, the leading opposition party in Liberia, Unity Party, is wrapping up its campaign today. Presidential candidate Joseph Wakai, who was once vice president, is seeking to stage a comeback after spending two terms in office. Already, the broad street where the party's headquarters is located is flooded with many supporters awaiting leadership of the party. Nayal Jima has been there. He gives us more. Speaking to lead the party back into power. He's seeking to unseat Judge Rhea, who has had just one term in office. So these are some of his supporters. As I said, they are wrapping up their campaign today with a massive rally. 
already the streets are filled with supporters of this political party. I'd want to zoom in straight to them and have a conversation with some of them. Madam, welcome to join us in Ghana. Um, how excited are you when it comes to Mr. Buaka's um, uh, candidature? Mr. Buaka is good leader for Liberian people. We tired suffering the government are in power. Some of our children are in school. They in 12th grade, they're not even in school yet. Our little children are not even in school yet. For all to get reset or eat with the business people that we're suffering. You get market, say you put it on the table when you go, you say five hundred dollars. Now five hundred dollars you eating it. You're not putting it in your market. A breaking time. For all to afford, we can't kill it. We suffering. Our children are not going. Cool school, no school. I told him I don't need a trip, but I need to rest all year because I not get money. They come and are in power, really suffering us. We not get nothing to do, but we just want election. You might work out to become our good leader in Liberia. So, according to her, Mr. Rhea hasn't done enough for the people of Liberia's president. Economic situation is very bad. Education is bad. Everything in this country is bad. That's what she is telling me. Let's move to the other people. Now, uh, th there's a conversation out there that when it comes to security, Mr. Bo uh, uh, Mr. Ria, that's the incumbent president, has done a lot for Liberians. And because of that, some people are willing to give him another term. Do you think that he has done enough when it comes to that area? To be very honest with you, it is impossible. Honorable George Mane, we have to get a second term. Because what the people want is free and fair election. That's what we are anticipating on. But to be very honest with you, being a woman and a mother or children, you know, and all the children you have may be your biological children. Some of the children may be, sometimes we say foster children. But to be honest with you, we expect here, uh, I voted for George Mane, we are 2017. In fact, I started voting for him for 2005 election. I voted for him in 2005, yeah, I voted for him in 2011. And when the people say to us that, you know, they got a parable that they say, what the old men sit and see, the young men don't see it. We say to them that we want to see what the old people are not seeing. And that was what we did. We voted George Mane. We are um, 2017. We were very happy. We demonstrated the street of Morovia. We told people, we tired with the old folks. But then the people allowed to have our own will. In a sense, I also know leadership, it doesn't matter about age. Age is a number. But wisdom is profitable. So, so you think that if um, the UP should take power once again. You do better than what Georgia and his people are doing. I've been around the world for some time. I've been to Ghana, I've been to Nigeria. Not just been there, but I stayed there. I believe when Honorable Joseph Newman Baraka take election, the youth will have a better life. For me, if I tell you I don't have a child, but I'm fighting for other people's children. I'm fighting for the future of other people's children. I don't have no child. The only daughter I had, she passed away, 2020, during the coronavirus. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You, you, you share the same opinions? All right. She's not willing to speak to us. Let me, let me talk to this young man. Sir, you're a young person, and you've seen George's first term. Aren't you excited about what he has done for Liberia? No, no, no. As of leader, no, no. You know, 2017, I voted Jawia. I will choose by the singer of Jawia. I voted... I voted draw, we are 2017. But I didn't see. Let's go, let's go. I didn't see anything in Jawia regime. So I decided to support, support Joseph Juman Braga for presidency for better Labrador. Thanks. Thank so, such atmosphere within the streets of Morovia, as I said earlier. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. 
Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. We are in front of the Unity Party's headquarters. And as you can see, these are motorbike riders and they are all supporters of the Unity Party. They are all expecting Mr. Boake to emerge winner of Tuesday's election. I have a lot of them with me. I have a lot of people who are willing to speak to us. But let's enjoy the sight and sound of the li- of Liberia, of the streets of Morovia. Excitement all over. Excitement all over here on the streets of Monrovia. Let's continue speaking to some of the supporters of the UP party. Gentlemen, welcome to Joy News. A lot of excitement here on the streets of Monrovia. Why, why is everybody excited about Mr. Wakas candidature? Yeah, my name is Anthony Jebel. Totally far, I was seeing our son, 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 our all I want, I want you to be to be president of my country. I want you to be a president in that platform for for UP. It looks like a lot of the people I'm speaking to today once voted Georgia, but they believe that he's no longer the best person for librarians. Therefore, they need a change. Now, the agenda for the Unity Party's campaign has been rescue mission. What they, they, they seek to do is to rescue Liberia from economic hardship. That is the conversation that is ongoing within the streets of Monrovia. Yes, good morning. Money is Jebet Chona. Marie Jebet Chona. I do a Saturday this morning. I want to tell you West Point. They say West Point no go do for Chilabaga. But we're telling you, we're going to do. We're going to have a friend of them. Because Gifty Lama, Gifty Lama, I tell you, all the time, we're forced for Gifty Lama. Hey, King, I let go and tell us that I'm not going to go for a little chat. They put out any country with four as me, my husband, working. No, 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 no. Why do you think that the UP should be given a chance at, you know, to, to lead this country? He is the best man in committing, in their art, in their vision. Think about Bill Abel, love that be wrong. Chowia, who voted Chowia, who didn't work at But they say, yeah, my husband working. They sack him for what? No to each other. So I can be a job for six years. My mother won't get achieved nothing. My children is going to school. All right, going on for what issue? On what occasion? More vote to have a second time. There are a lot of people who believe that when it comes to security, Georgia has done very well. For Liberians, don't you share the same sentiment? Liberia now, there is no justice for Liberia, for the poor. There is no justice for the poor, and there is no security for us. In the first place, the president told us that we should we should provide CCTV for each one of us in our houses. So we don't have no money to go and buy CCTV. So we want justice for Liberia. And we want the youth of the nation to be safe from drugs. Liberia has still a drug base. Liberia don't have respect to the outside world. So we want Liberia to be respected back to the outside world. So we are going to vote for JMB for our children's future and for, 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 for a better Liberia. We tire, we, we tire, we, 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 we,
we tired with injustices, we tired with drugs, we tired with every other thing that had to do with hardship in this nation. We are tired. All we right. are tired, so we are going to select Joseph Newman Baka as our next president for the Republic of Mama Liberia. Thank you very much. These are sentiments on the streets of Monrovia. These are supporters of UP, that's the Unity Party, led by Mr. Bwaka. But there's one thing that a lot of people in Liberia are certain about, that's peaceful election. All they are calling for is credible and a peaceful election. Let me speak to some of the people here about the peace that a lot of people are clamoring for here in Liberia. Sir, um, it looks like this is the fourth consecutive election that Liberia is going to after the... Uh, after after the civil war, how excited about are you about the process? I'm very excited. I'm Evangelist Jomo M. Broderick. I advocate the will of God for the presidency of the Republic of Liberia. That the president must love God with his whole heart, whole soul, whole might. That the president must love the people as he loves himself, regardless of political affiliation, religion, tribe, or disability. That the president must lead the people in a way pleasing to God. That God himself will be pleased with his style of leadership activities. That in all the president way, the president must acknowledge God, and God will direct his path. There is a way sin right unto a president, but at the end is destruction. Joseph Yuma Baka just fit in what the will of God requires for the presidency in the Republic of Liberia. Now, 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 what a lot of people are talking about now is peaceful election. And um, what is your message for Liberians? God gave Liberians everywhere the spirit of peace in their hearts and minds so that we go to this election peacefully and vote for our incoming president, Joseph Yiman Bwaka, a man of excellent personality, a man of excellent responsibility, a man of excellent vision that will move us from this darkness that George we are conscious us into. All right, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, now, there the, are the calls, continuous calls for peaceful election, and ECOWAS is doing its part to ensure... Thank you so much, Nanaya Ojima. We are your election headquarters. We'll be bringing you full coverage of the Liberian elections on Monday. Do stay tuned to your superstation. Now, let's come back to Ghana. Long queues are often recorded at vending points of the Electricity Company of Ghana owing to intermittent network cuts. To curtail these cuts, the ECG will update offline meters onto an online consolidated management system to improve accessibility and ease prepaid payment of bills. There's more in this report. In a bid to streamline the services and offer customers a more convenient experience, the Electricity Company of Ghana says the move aims to facilitate seamless transactions between the company and its customers while reducing the reliance on cash payments. Emmanuel Lumo is the general manager of, of ECG in charge of the central region. We in the central region and all over Ghana have decided to go on this float to educate our customers on our cashless system. Just to tell customers that we have gone cashless and for nine time they are coming to ECG to transact business. We don't no longer receive cash. They should come with their loaded momos so that they can pay their bills and also so we have, we we have. They can download our power app to pay their bills and also what check their bills as well. In fact, most of our customers are not aware that we've gone cashless. So we are using this medium to educate them that we've gone cashless, and they can use the mobile app uh, to to top up their credit and also pay for their bills. We want to educate our customers to tell them that we've begun with an exercise, especially in Cape Coast, to replace all our prepaid meters to a smart meter so that at the comfort of their homes they'll be able to top up by unit 24-7. And also they should uh, avoid illegal connections. Commercial manager of the ECG in the central region, Simon Babite Ajimani, expressed the company's commitment in enhancing revenue collection practices and ensuring utmost customer satisfaction. We don't want our customers to be coming to our offices and be queuing for our services again. So because of this, we've come out with this ECG power app. And then we are entreating all our customers to download the power app either through the app store or the play store. You go there, you see ECG power app, and then you download. And then anything that you want to do with ECG, 
if you want to top up your prepaid credits, you can do that through the Power App. You just add your meter and then you do credit top up and then you get it at the convenience of your home. Also, if you want any request from ECG, being it any of our services, you can do that through the Power App. If you have any complaint to and want to lodge, you lodge through the Power App. Then it is prompt. Immediately you do that. You have officers that are sitting at the back office and they are going to assess these complaints and make sure they resolve them for you. The strategic shift, the company says, aligns with their broader effort to improve efficiency, minimize revenue leakage, and enhance overall service delivery. Yes, so watching John Newsroom. My name is Faustina Safa. We're taking a quick breather. When we return, we'll give you updates on the 2023 National Science and Mass Quiz. Do take tuned in. Alfred Silver Iodide. You are right. your calendars, set reminders, and get ready for the academic showdown of the year. The 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. It's time for the brightest young minds in Ghana to battle it out for academic supremacy. Expect mind-bending equations, heart-pounding moments, and nail-biting suspense as the best schools go head-to-head. Who will emerge the ultimate champions and claim the prestigious trophy? Catch the action on TV, radio, and online starting 6th to 24th October moment for me whenever I have to record music because whenever the place is dark, I feel I'm in the studio alone, even without the producer. to E-Vibes with Becky on the channel. Thanks for staying with us. Now let's shift our attention to the 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. After a fierce contest, Archbishop Porter Girls Senior High School was kicked out of the 2023 National Science and Maths Quiz by Obriyebois Senior High School by a single point. The Porterians from the Western Region were left in awe after suffering a shocking defeat from Obriyebois Senior High School by a single point. They suffered a similar fate in 2022 after losing out to Drobo Senior High School. My colleague Nana Bwachi Yadam caught up with Obriyebois Senior High School after the heated contest comes through with this report. And just as you can see, there's so Rolling action. Oh, yes, it's I, the banner of education, which one does knowledge and hardware. 
Okay, so Obrie Ebua Senior High School have proceeded to the 1-8 stage of the 2023 National Science and Math Quiz. Today, they came up against students from Archbishop Porter Girls Senior High School and then Samal Oti Senior High School. They made it a win and they are proceeding to the 1-8 stage of the National Science and Math Quiz in what came up as a fierce contest today here at the KNUST Great Hall Auditorium. So I have the contestants here with me and I'll be finding out from them um, what they make of the contest today and then going forward what we are to expect from them. You are a contestant. How was the contest for you? Well, the contest today was very difficult for us because what we're expecting, that's, what, uh, that's not what we have gotten. We're timing to get uh, 60 points at the end of the contest, but we're not able to meet that target. But we are hoping for the best in the 1-8 round. Okay, um, did um, Archbishop Porter girls give you a tough time today? Because from the first round to the third round, it was quite close. Was it a tough contest for you? Yeah, actually it was a very tough contest because uh, I began to sweat. But it's all by the grace of God. We've been able to see ourselves through. Uh, the fact that you, you, you began sweating means the girls really gave you a tough time, right? Yeah, it was a very tough time, but we survived. You know, okay. It was it was a survival of what? The fittest. Okay, but but now you are the fittest. Yes, yes. Okay, so going into the one eight stage, what are we to expect from Obrie Abua Senior High School? Nothing but the best. Okay, so you as a contestant, what are we to expect from you um, going into the one eight stage? Nothing but the best. Nothing but the best. Okay, I have the trainer for Obrie Abua Senior High School. I'll find out from him as well. What, what he makes of the contest and then also going into the 1-H stage which will look like a very difficult task for every school what we are to expect from a Yeboah so 1-H stage is going to be a difficult one all the big schools are coming in we have Presay Clegon we have Prempe College Pokwari School what are we to expect from your students this is an academic competition so we don't expect anything easy we are going home to work hard and we promise to give up a good show Okay, so you, are you prepared for Presec Legon and Opokwari School, Prempe College, these big, big schools? Yeah, you're a big school, though. Okay, so if it's, uh, in case we meet those schools, we'll put uh, up a very good performance. All right, so Obriye Senior High School says if they come up against Presec Legon, Prempe College, any big school whatsoever, they are going to put up a good performance. Today, they came up against Archbishop Porter Gales. They made it a win, and they are proceeding to the 1-8 stage of the National Science and Maths Quiz. From the KNUST SHS Auditorium, my name is Nana Buache Yadom. In a resounding triumph, Amanyampon Senior High School beat Volta Region Sugarcofer Senior High School and Krachi Senior High School to qualify for the 1H stage of the National Science and Maths Quiz competition. My colleague Jacqueline Antsmoyebwa has been interacting with the students after an intense contest. And just as you can see, there's so much noise behind me. And we started um, right with Amanyampon Senior High School, Sugarcofer Senior High School, and Cratchit Senior High School. Now, Amani Ampon has been leading through um, the contest throughout, and I have some of um, the students and some of the teachers here with me right now. You are one of the trainers, I believe. How do you feel right now? Very, very great. Very, very good for qualifying from this stage. Now, let's head over to the students um, right here as we can hear them um, jubilating right now. So, let me come closer to them. We can hear Now, hello, how do you feel? 
feel so amazing. Right. Yeah, indeed, you look so amazing right now. But um, how was the contest like for you when you were on stage? Were there any panics and all that? No, no, no. There wasn't any fear among us. We were just confined with the things we were doing. And we coped together and at the end, we were made victorious. Not the end. This is just the preliminaries. We are moving on to the 1A stage. What should we expect from Amini and Ponsini High School? Just the best. The best. Um, we just heard from these contestants. Um, the students from Armenia Pearl cannot express their excitement enough and they are very, very positive that they would be moving on to the next stage, which is the 1A stage. Reporter live from the Sarah Mensa Hall, I am Jacqueline Ansuma Yabua. For oh, here's today's results and also fixtures. It's... <laughs>